0: In the arms of an angel, far away from me. Hi, I'm Sarah McLaughlin, and if you've been affected by the, the butt-kicking of Florida State or Penn State this week, you may be entitled to total legal compensation. <laughs> do you remember when I said we'd have a perfect season? Hey, do you remember when Brian Kelly said, hey, we're going to beat the heck out of Florida State?
1: The heck out of
0: them. Yeah, the
1: heck out of them. He
0: did say the heck. He did say the heck. He did.
1: He did actually say the heck. That was something that LSU's head coach Brian Kelly said before the uh, Florida State game, and then um, yeah,
0: we uh, we lost by twenty-one. You know who to have an ACC lost? school. You know who wouldn't have lost to Florida State two years in a row? Go Tigers!
1: Yeah, no, Eda would not. I thought you were about to make a Bama joke. Um, Edo would not have lost to Florida State two years in a row, but you know, here we
0: are. I wonder if Florida State is the hump that uh, LSU just can't get over. Like there are these teams that sometimes you have you, you just can't beat. For West Virginia, yeah. it appears to be Neil Brown.
1: We can beat Alabama I mean, for, <laughs> <laughs> for, for for West Virginia. I mean, you're not wrong.
0: Ouch! I meant for West Virginia. Apparently, while Neil Brown is coaching, it is Texas Tech. Red Radus. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Jinx. Aw. Uh, but for that, this is. Wow, this is a very sad episode. A very sad episode of the Panther Pod. I am Sad Owen's opponent. My name is Sad Cole Connor. And this is a devastated Panther Pod. <laughs> Not only did. West Virginia and Florida State are Please stop. <laughs> not only did West Virginia and LSU have a bad weekend, we also had a bad weekend because we can't pick them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we we not.
0: picked the most boring games to watch. We missed
1: picked... the game of the
0: year probably. Oh, 100%. 100%. We'll talk about them though. I pulled that. I pulled my stats up for that one. Okay. Um but no, 100% probably missed the game of the year. Uh, we both sat there going, "Yeah, no, I just don't see it. I don't see it. it. I mean, it could be okay, but yeah, it's yeah. We we were haters. You know, I wouldn't say if I'm a hater. I'm not a hater of Dion. No, I love Dion. I, yeah, I'm not a hater of Dion. I just I didn't. wish he'd come to LSU. <laughs> I wish he'd come to WVU. Shoot, if he can go to Colorado, he'll go anywhere. Yeah. Um, oh, but no, my thing was is." Um, I wasn't such a hater on Dion. It was the fact that I just I didn't know. Putting 86 transfers on a team, how is that going to work? It's never been done before. How is it going to work?
1: Worked pretty well. Yep. Worked pretty well. Very, very well.
0: Very well. Uh, regardless, let's get to our picks. We're going to talk about Colorado later on in the show. It's going to be a doubleheader again. So tonight, as of tonight's Thursday night, we're going to record our re- recap of week one. Wednesday. Oh, it is Wednesday. I'm So sorry. it'll
1: be ready for your Thursday drive in the morning.
0: Yes, it'll be ready for your Thursday drive on to work in the morning or Thursday afternoon, whichever you desire. For. Yeah, whenever. Or uh, we do have Jay in the booth tonight. Jay's in the booth. Say Jay, hi, you Jay. you want to say hi?
1: <coughs> Thank you, Jay.
0: I think it picked up, maybe. Um, anyways, Jay's in the booth. Uh, he may be wor- listening to us while he works for uh, JACU uh, tomorrow. Um, but, yeah, first game up first game we picked, Thursday night game. We thought it was going to be a lot better than what it was. Honestly, it was a good game. It wasn't a terrible game.
1: Before Utah got to a 17-3 lead.
0: Yeah. Um, Utah ends up beating the Gators. The Utes beat the Gators uh, 24-11. to Cam rising? No cam rising? No problem. no problem. No problem. No problem whatsoever. The Utes looked fine. They looked like they, need, they didn't even skip a beat. There was no, like, even uh, – Warm-up. Like, 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 no no, cur- no warm-up curve that, that, that Utah had to go to. It was just there. Bryson Barnes looked phenomenal. 12 of 18, 159 yards and a touchdown. Passing, again, no problem.
1: Um, I'm trying to pull. <laughs> Micah Bernard had seven carries for 45 yards. Nate Johnson had six carries for 45 yards and a touchdown. And then Bryson Barnes added a, another touchdown on the ground. Uh, three carries, 11 yards, one tutty. Yep. So Bryson Barnes combined for two touchdowns in the Utes 24 11 win over the Gators. <sighs> I would love to say that, you know, this game was the best game of college football this weekend. Um, or I, I thought it was going to be, I thought it had potential to be. It straight up wasn't. Um, Utah proved that they're not just a one-quarterback team. They have Bryson Barnes, who is as solid as can be. Um, Looking at team stats, Florida had more total yards, 346 yards to Utah's 270. Uh, Florida had 333 passing yards to Utah's 165. Um, Where Utah won, guess how many rushing yards the Gators had. 100?
0: 100. Less, less, by how like like significant significant amount? Okay, sixty, less, forty-six, less. I'm sorry, what? Less what? Thirteen. You're kidding. Florida
1: had thirteen rushing yards all game.
0: That is one of those stats where you – if you if you don't even – that's one of those stats that if I didn't watch the game and you're just giving me a rundown and the first mm-hmm. stat you give me is Florida had 13 rushing yards, I'm like, yeah, there's no way Florida won. There's you know no why? way Florida won.
1: Graham Mertz got sacked eight times.
0: That was one thing that I saw with Florida was – that O line is not up to par. It's nope. not where it needs to be. Graham Mertz, well, I don't was not the problem. He looked sharp yeah, all night. Now thirty
1: one for forty four, three hundred and thirty three yards passing. As we said, one touchdown, <coughs> one interception.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, he did have that one turnover, so he didn't keep the ball out of harm's way. But still not terrible. Okay, so Graham Mertz, I don't think Graham Mertz was not the problem. Okay, however, I will say that. Utah, are, the strength again for the Gators will be their pa- their, their yeah. passing offense again this year. Out goes Anthony Richardson, comes in Graham Mertz, okay? Utah did not light the world on fire offensively. No. Only 270 total yards of offense, 14 first downs, but where they do well at is they didn't go. They did not get put in many. They did not feel like they had to get. They had to go the extra mile and had to convert on fourth down. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, they were three for thirteen on third down, but you you didn't have any conversions on fourth down. You, you didn't don't go have to for worry it. about that you don't. with a seventeen three lead. <laughs> you 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 really don't. You really don't. Because if you're walking into the, in the fourth quarter again with a seventeen to three lead, you feel pretty comfortable. You don't have to go for it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um Again, Bryson Barnes. If I'm a Ute fan, I feel totally. I feel totally comfortable with Cam Rising being out for a few weeks. I I would even say this with the schedule that Utah pulls up, with the schedule Utah's got, they don't play a significant opponent until UCLA in week four. In week four, but even then, you could even then you wouldn't have to worry much about UCLA.
1: so, their their next ranked opponent, Oregon State. Week five. Week five. Number 16 versus number 12. Um, I mean, from there, I don't see a reason why Utah can't take this thing and run with it. They had a good defense, good enough to, I don't know, sack an SEC quarterback eight times. I'm not saying SEC is in, you know, SEC bias, but Florida was a contender not even – eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Like, it's – this program has a historical pedigree, and Florida is expected to compete year over year. Yeah. I don't think that – I'm not saying Florida's in a down year, but (laughs) well, you have your next game coming up. Hold on. I'm trying to kick me back to 2022 for some
0: reason. Your next game coming up is McNeese. Okay, that's at home. Should be a for sure win.
1: And then comes the
0: Vols. <laughs> and by this week's game, that they played Nashville against the Hoos,
1: did not lose a step.
0: <laughs> yep did not did not miss a step. If anything, um, it looks like Joe Milton may have a stronger arm than Hinden Hooker has. Yeah. Now I'm not saying now by no means am I saying Joe Milton is better than Hinden Hooker. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying he makes a sixty yard throw look. Effortless. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, Florida's got – Yeah. Um,
1: it's that good old-fashioned SEC schedule, boy. But I wouldn't even – I mean, Kentucky, McNeese State, Tennessee, Charlotte, Kentucky, Vandy, South Carolina, and Georgia.
0: But here's the thing, though, is Utah – they did not lose to a bad team. Utah is a quality team, yeah. okay? Utah is a quality team. Ranked number 12th in the nation at the time. Not a bad team. I think that in terms of quote-unquote good losses, I don't think there's necessarily a real good loss, but I do think that there is such thing as a, I don't know, quality Sorry,
1: loss. correction. Yes. Uh, I said that uh, Florida's quarterback got sacked eight times. He did not get sacked eight times. He had tackle uh, three tackles for loss and uh, five sacks.
0: Uh Still, five sacks. Yeah. Five sacks. Um, uh, overall, two for the Gators, nine penalties.
1: But if you look at it, nine penalties for 46 yards versus Utah's five penalties for 37. So you had four more penalties, but only nine more yards. Yeah. That's not –
0: I don't know. I, th- I still. I would th-
1: love to point to one thing and say, "Hey, you know, this is why." Like, if you have one thing to point to, it's rushing yards and time of possession.
0: Yeah, I I don't I don't know. Uh, the secondary for Florida looked not not terrible, but didn't look great. I mean, you you did only allow 165 passing yards but I think where it counts the most is Utah was able to capitalize on their drives and Florida was not okay they are they were only on third downs when they they got into third down uh territory 13 times you want to know how many times they converted once they converted one time on third <clears throat> down twice on fourth down
1: that's terrible
0: that's that's I think right there that's the game is you have 13 rushing yards and you only convert once on third down. I think right there. Right right there. You've got to convert on third. You don't want to be in that position. But if you're going to be if you're going to get it in third down territory 13 times, you've got to convert at least 5. Yeah, you have at to get at least 50, 50. 5. At least. I because mean Because that's 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 5 extra possessions that you have, okay? Yeah, that's, that's five the,
1: drives that you can keep going down the field. That's five, again. yeah not have to worry about punts, not have to worry about interceptions, fumbles, anything like that. That's
0: that's at least guaranteed one more down yeah. right there. All right? Um, and if you don't turn the ball over, that's, guaranteed, that's a guaranteed extra four more – or three more downs. Yeah. So, you know, keep moving the ball. But I think for Florida, that's the story of the game is 13 rushing yards and not being able to convert on third down. Graham Mertz did all he could do. Getting sacked five times, though. Y- yeah. You do pretty well though. Going, you do pretty well for Graham Mertz going, thirty-one for forty-four, three hundred thirty-three passing yards. Yeah, three hundred thirty-three passing yards, adding a tutty down to it. With, you know, I, I, I think that it, it, he it was all on the shoulders of Grand Mertz because the offensive line couldn't pass protect and they couldn't run block, and that that's going to be an issue. Now look for that to improve. They have McNeese coming up. I would expect that there are going to be some fixed Blowout. things. Yeah, it's, it should be it is should be a penciled in win right then for them. So I think this is a game that they can kind of learn from. They can re, they can correct what they have and then get ready for the Vols coming into the next week.
1: Uh, going on to our next game, uh, UNC Charlotte. UNC won thirty-one seventeen 17 over uh, USC, or the other USC, I should say.
0: Uh, another game that we thought would be really close or really good and was not.
1: <clears throat> if you look at the stats, you know, uh, 7-7 to in the first quarter, 17-14 going into halftime. UNC puts up 14 in the third quarter unanswered, and
0: then um, South Carolina can only muster a field goal in the second half. But also if you look at it too – Spencer Rattler, 30 for 39, 353 yards. No touchdowns, but no interceptions, okay? Drake May, on the other hand, for UNC, 24 for 32, 269 yards. Two touchdowns, but two interceptions.
1: The two touchdowns for South Carolina, uh, De'Carion Joyner had 12 carries for 23 yards and one touchdown, and Juju McDowell had five carries for negative one yard and one touchdown.
0: Um Spencer Rattler got sacked 9 times this game. 9 oh. times. Rough. That again. That is that is O-line deficiency right there. That is a rough time at at quarterback for Spencer Rattler. Um if you get sacked 9 times, mm-hmm. how many more how many hurries does he have? If you can find that stat, that would be great
1: yeah I'm trying to find that now um
0: but it, like just think about that nine sacks i I would venture to guess close to eighteen hurries I would say if they can't get if they couldn't get i'd say nine sacks and they couldn't get him to him nine more times I want say eighteen hurries or maybe not hold on, I'm trying to think not not eighteen hurries maybe maybe nine hurries nine nine to ten hurries. I'm trying to think here. Anyways, um, pretty even on first downs, uh, twenty for twenty-one. Uh, you, uh, South Carolina had twenty first downs. UNC had twenty-one. Uh, third down efficiency, though, North Carolina was very efficient on third down, going for eight for thirteen and complete, and then going uh, one for two, splitting the hairs uh, on fourth down efficiency.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm, North- I'm trying to find QB hurries and. A- I don't see any kind of record, but yeah, no, absolutely. But
0: I, I would just say double what he had. Oh, yeah, in hurries. for sure. I, I would, I would venture maybe not eighteen hurries, but, but at definitely. That point.
1: I mean, Spencer Rattler is a mobile quarterback.
0: He is. So you have to
1: think how many times did he leave the pocket and try and you know make something happen,
0: which I know happened on at least three of those
1: plays because that's what I saw uh, the following morning when I watched the recap. <laughs>
0: Here's another stat that if you told me that that if South Carolina if you told me at, you know after, if you had told me about the end of the game you want to know how many rushing yards yeah I just saw that you want to know how many rushing yards they had Ooh. negative two Ooh. negative two was the grand total of rushing for yeah, South no, Carolina you negative two that is with added yardage and. Runs and runs by Spencer San- uh, Spencer Sanders, Spencer Rattler runs by. Uh, Dakari On Joyner runs by Juju McDowell runs by Xavier Leggett. Okay.
1: Yeah, no. Dakari On Joyner had like they had what is that? Twenty five, thirty, thirty six carries on the day, and all they could do was negative two rushing yards, which will happen. If your quarterback gets sacked nine times, but at the same time, you know that's that's terrible. That's bad offensive line play.
0: I take the same thing away from this that I take away from the Florida game: is you've got to get your offensive line struggles out of the way early. Oh yeah, early. Uh, oh yeah. South Carolina <laughs> welcomes in Furman this week. Then guess who they have in Week Three? Take a gander, Cole. Take a big old gander. Mm.
1: I'm talking about a big old goose, goose egg gang. gang. <laughs> uh, Georgia Bulldogs.
0: Georgia, the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs oh, we're already getting the simmer down sign from the booth. Yeah. This is unacceptable. We're gonna revolt.
1: Yeah. The booth. The booth needs to go.
0: It's about to be a civil war out here on the Panther Pod between the booth. Oh, he's putting the horns up. <laughs> he's putting the horns All up. Right. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, horns, horns down. down. Horns right, down. Now. Oh, he's got the salty card. All right, it's about to be an all-out war. <laughs> it's about um, to be an all-out war here at the Panther Pod. Oh, oh God. No. no, you did not. For those of you who wanted to know what Jay just said, these are real fighting words right now. He just literally went, roll tide. For those of you who are new to the podcast, Cole's an LSU fan. so um, Bama sucks. Yeah.
1: That that's as eloquently as I can put it. Bama sucks.
0: Yes. Um without getting uh NSFW'd. Yeah. And we we try to keep it clean here on We're the we're very we're very safe for work. Um oh, we got okay, we got a nod from the booth. Things are starting to simmer down, negotiations are happening here. All right. Um Appomattox is a coming.
1: <laughs> Looking ahead at our next uh pick, um, UCLA and Coastal. Now this
0: one, this one was, was a little the bit better. Of a game.
1: game that we had. It was the closest game to,
0: out of West Virginia, LSU, UNC, and Utah. Utah. This was the closest game. Well, actually, I take that back. I think Utah and Florida were pretty close. Uh,
1: thirteen points there and fourteen. Yeah,
0: so Utah, Florida was our closest. But this is around the same though. Yeah. Okay. Um, coastal,
1: surprising a lot of people, putting up thirteen. UCLA still came away with a win, 27-13. to 13.
0: Yeah, they um, <sighs> really right there is with Coastal, just not able to get things going in the first and then can't finish it off in the fourth. RIP the Jamie Chadwell era. RIP the Jamie Chadwell. But, you know, I'm going to be honest. They played decent football yeah, with Yeah, no, Tim they looked good. Uh, Grayson McCall looked okay. Uh, did put the ball in harm's way, threw two picks, it was 27 for 42, 271 yards. Dante Moore, though, also not great. Seven for 12 out of this UCLA high-flying, high-powered offense. Seven for 12, 143 yards, two touchdowns, only one and an interception to go along with it as well.
1: Ethan Garbers for the Bruins uh, went 10 for 17, 121 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions.
0: Yeah. Overall, though, I, what it comes down to – was rushing yards again. We've talked about this last year, we talk we're going to talk about it this year. If you can't run the ball, you're not going to be able to at least stay in games, no. okay? Coastal's only able to put up 56. 56 rushing yards the entire game. UCLA puts up 153, 264 passing. That that puts them at 417 total yards of offense. Again, Cole, what do we say? Those are rookie numbers. Got to bump gotta those bump is, them up. Got to bump them up. Um fairly efficient both teams on uh both teams on third down. Coastal was uh 50%, 8 for 16, and then UCLA coming away 7 for 12 on third down. Very good. Very good. Uh UCLA however, I will say Coastal was able to put up more plays. They were on the field for 70 77 total plays and uh and UCLA was only able to run 60.
1: UCLA uh, interesting stat. I I'm I'm sure you're about to come to it. Um UCLA had UCLA had eight penalties for 55 yards. That's about to touch on it, (laughs) yep. And the Chanticleers had three penalties for 45 yards. Yeah. So you lost 15 yards every single time that yellow flag hit
0: the field if you uh, were CCU. Those are big penalties. Yeah, that's rough. Yeah, that is rough. You hope that you only lose 15 yards total with those three penalties. Instead, it's 15 yards per penalty.
1: Uh, CCU did lose a fumble and threw two interceptions, but the turnover battle was neck and neck uh, with UCLA's three interceptions. Not a
0: clean game by either team, okay? Uh, both these teams couldn't hold on to the ball. For UCLA, that is going to be troublesome going into this Pac-12 year. The Pac-12, by the way, going 12-0 and in opening weekend.
1: Terrifying.
0: Absolutely terrifying. Almost like...
1: It's Well, I mean, we know that's not going to happen next year. I was going
0: ready to say, it's not like it's going to happen next year, but, you know, uh, going out with a bang, am I right? Um, um,
1: yeah, UCLA uh, goes to San Diego State. Uh, NC Central goes to UCLA. And then UCLA welcomes number 12, which, let's be real, when Cam Rising comes back, that number is going to go up, unfortunately,
0: yes. uh, for uh, everyone else. San Diego State is also going to be a real test for UCLA. They're a quality program. They're a quality football program, okay? They're I, w- two and 0. They're yep. I would not be shocked if UCLA falls uh, to San Diego State this upcoming week. Uh but yeah, they they have a this Pac-12 schedule. I've never looked at the Pac-12 before and go, "Wow, that's a tough schedule." But, but look at this. UCLA's got Utah, number 12. They got Oregon State. Then they got Colorado. Uh, and then they got USC, and Washington State also is not a pushover team. Uh, they've really got about three games in the Pac-12 that are like, oh, well, that's, that's – Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see that. I feel comfortable in that. Now, do I think UCLA will be ranked by the end of the season? Sure. Why not? Yeah, but they're not going to compete with their crosstown rival. No,
1: absolutely not.
0: They're not going to – I mean, they'll, they'll be okay against Oregon State, uh, Utah. They're not going to compete with Utah maybe. It, like, I, I think their offense went out the door with DTR. Okay, they had something yeah. special. Now, I'm not saying Chip Kelly – this is not an insult to Chip Kelly. I just think this is something that just kind of bad times have fallen on you. It's not going to be a phenomenal season like what it was last year, but it's not going to be a terrible season. You make bull eligibility this year.
1: Um, Here's what I'll say. I'm trying to find uh, rushing yards for – Either one of the starting quarterbacks, uh, Ethan Garbers had more rushing yards than Dante Moore, uh, three carries for nine yards. So you're not you're not looking at a uh, you're not looking at a mobile quarterback like you had last year in DTR. You're looking at a very pass heavy pro style offense. You're not you know um, which you essentially said the exact same thing, but. It's going to be interesting to see how that plays in later on in the season um, because so many of those ranked opponents are going to run a defense that's going to neutralize that pro-style offense. Um, And that's where in games uh, last year with DTR, you had a lot of options to choose from. Now you don't. You either have to hand it off or you have to throw the ball. You really can't run an option. And I hope Chip Kelly proves me wrong on that, but – That's where this, to me, that's where this is heading for UCLA and the Bruins. Yeah.
0: Well, those were our picks of the week. (sighs) Only three three games. Um, Let's. Do we want
1: to do we want to talk about the high note or do we want to like go into the depths of? I figured
0: we end the episode on the high note. Okay. I I figured we end the episode on the high note. Um. We did not have high notes. Um. You know what? I'll, I'll take that back. This game, talking about West Virginia against Penn State, they take off they took on the Nittany Lions at home. Uh, they took on the Nittany Lions at home uh on Saturday night at seven thirty on NBC. Bright lights for WVU uh, in a packed house stadium, a hundred and ten thousand in Beaver Stadium. You can't beat that. You can't beat it. And honestly, West Virginia came down and, and they and they looked way better than I thought they ever would. I thought they, they looked solid. There are a few things we've got to clean up, but that's okay. Garrett Green, 16 for 27, 162 yards. So here's... Adding
1: 71 yards on uh, the ground as well. 15 carries with one touchdown.
0: Exactly. Um, here Here's what I'll say for WVU. Offensive line, dogs. C.J. Uh, Donaldson, dog. Receiving core, we're getting... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, from, from from the booth, Chihuahua. Devin Carter looks good. Cole Taylor looks good. Um, we uh, three sacks for me or three three? Did we? West,
1: West Virginia gave up three sacks.
0: And only gave up three sacks. Okay, so not terrible, not mm-hmm. terrible. Um, I think for Garrett Green, a lot of people. I was here's the thing. I was really angry with this. Is people were saying put in Nico and ta- and bench Garrett Green. Here's my problem: is for three years we've been saying, hey, put in Garrett, put in Garrett, put in Garrett, and now you want to bench Garrett in the brightest, in the brightest of lights, in the biggest game of his career. No, you do not bench him. I would venture to say if Neil had actually got off of his stubborn high horse and benched Jaggy and put Garrett in, Garrett would have been phenomenal this game, even better than what he was. Okay? Garrett didn't throw picks. He didn't put the ball in harm's way. Last season, yeah. La- well, I'm, I'm talking about two seasons ago. He should have started two seasons ago. All right? We should have never had Deggy starting. If Garrett Green could have had the experience of at least a year under his belt last year or, um, or, or two years under his belt from 2021 and 2022, okay, he would have looked really good, and he would have been really prepared for this game. I think he was prepared for this game. However, that's tough going going up against the number seven team in the country, all right, at their home field in Beaver Stadium. That's tough, okay? But I'm of the opinion that Green really was exceptional in this game, okay? He wasn't phenomenal. He wasn't stellar, and that's okay. That's perfectly fine. He'll get better. It's just the first game of the season. I was very pleased with how we fought, with how uh, with how we battled. Everybody wants to talk about it as a blowout. You see that final score, 38-15. It's not a blowout, okay? We held Penn State to 14 points until the last five minutes in the third quarter. Okay? And even then, it took them a while in the fourth quarter to score that 17. At that point in the fourth quarter, defense is tired, um, offense couldn't get anything going we'll get to that in a minute offense couldn't or, uh offense couldn't get anything going for West Virginia defense was on the field a lot and at that point you just get out talented penn state has 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 champion national championship hopes this year okay and legitimate hopes this year and we only lost by the spread. We only lost by 20 points to them. And even then, it really shouldn't have been 20 points. That should have been a tie ball game with as many opportunities as we had. Okay? Drew Aller looked looked like a seasoned vet. Alright? He looked pretty good. Drew was 21 for 29,
1: 325 yards passing, three touchdowns.
0: But I think we talk about Drew Aller differently if the two picks that West Virginia had were caught. Alright? There's one in the... Uh, there was a... Let me see. Where's his name? Beanie Bishop, number eleven. There were two. He had two picks, two picked opportunities, and dropped them. One in the end zone. One near the fifty. Okay. The one near the fifty was a little difficult. Uh, the one in the end zone should have been caught, but that's okay. He play. He plays at safety, or he plays. He plays at safety or cornerback. He's not expected to catch those balls. That's why they put him there on the defense. Okay? If he was supposed to catch balls like that, he'd be a wide receiver. 100%. Unless you're Travis Hunter. Um Uh but being, uh, but overall, uh defensive line, that the uh, de- defensive lines were giving first-round offensive line ta- uh, offensive tackles all they could handle. They were giving them all they could handle last night. Uh let's see how many sacks did West Virginia record? I think we recorded uh Two or three sacks against um, – right now I'm only seeing one sack by – oh, gosh, I don't even know how to pronounce that name. Uh, Tamawa. Tamawa uh, Dourjard. 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 Tamal. Dourjard. Only one sack recorded by him, but I know we we there there's three more, at least three – or at least two more. Excuse me, at least two more. Maybe been three more. and We may have gotten four sacks. Um, but I think we talk about a different game and we talk about it differently about Drew Aller if those two picks are caught. Okay. Um, CJ Donaldson did really well. 81 yards on the ground, a touchdown. Garrett Green also had 15 yards carrying and a rushing touchdown as well. He didn't throw a touchdown, but that's okay. Like I said, we'll get things figured out. I thought we did really well against uh, Penn State. Those are my positives. Okay, here are my negatives. The secondary looked like Swiss cheese at the time. Play, they were play Cole, did you did you see how far off the safeties were coming off the receivers? Oh yeah, you were easily you know S- seven yards. Yeah, seven, seven yards, eight. seven to eight yards, maybe even ten yards off the safeties. And then we wonder why we can't stop them on the pass. It's because it's because you're you're playing so far back. You're giving too much cushion with those receivers. You can't give them cushion. Okay, can't do it. Here's what I also say. Another positive before I go back to the biggest negative of all. We held Nick Singleton for under 100 yards. Nick Singleton, excuse me. Nick Singleton had 70 yards rushing. Okay. Penn State as a team had 146. You want to know how many uh, rushing yards West Virginia had? 146. Tied them. We we tied them. All right. Here's what I'll also say, too. Our run defense looked phenomenal. All right? We looked really good against Penn State.
1: When you hold a Heisman candidate like – when people who are scratching their heads saying Nick Singleton as a Heisman candidate is crazy. He was last year. He was in the top ten of Heisman voting last yes. year. Yes. Um, when you hold someone like that to under 100 yards rushing, normally you win games. And I'm not making saying that as a dig. I'm just saying that is a proven stat.
0: Yeah. Another positive before I get to our, my biggest negative is uh, penalties. We only had five penalties. Fifty-five yards. So, about that was that about another fifteen yards. Mm-hmm. Um, there were definitely missed. There were two uh, late hits on the quarterback. Definitely, one should have been in targeting against Garrett Green for Penn State. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, they don't want to ruin uh, Penn State's chances at the playoff. But you know what? That is what it is. Regardless, penalties look cleaned up. We didn't have clock management looked much better this year under Neil Brown than it has done in past years. So that I'm pleased with what has not improved though play calling this is my biggest negative of the night is play calling bubble screens trick plays on a fourth and two or a fourth and five R- ridiculous. Why would you call that? It makes no sense. Why would you call a trick play on fourth and five against the number seven? They know what's coming and then and then you put it in the hands of your of a of a red shirt soft or redshirt freshman quarterback who's not ready for the big lights, who's not ready for the big stage. Yeah, he will be one day, but he's not ready for that right now. Okay? Garrett was to an extent, Garrett was ready. Why not punt it? It's fourth and five on their 45. Okay. So you're close to the 50. It's fourth and five. And even if it's fourth and two, just give it to CJ Donaldson or run the triple option. You've got CJ put in Jalen Anderson as running back, CJ as fullback, and then you've got Garrett. How hard like Cole, I am no football genius, but am I am I wrong here? Like, is that is that was that was a stupid call. I'll say that was a stupid call. Even the announcers go, "Ah, I'm not so sure about that one. That's a bad call. So
1: let's let's look at the fourth and five and the fourth and two. Yeah. Right. Fourth and five. Garrett Green on the ground. Uh, Not counting the three sacks, 4.7 yards per rush.
0: Okay. So that's almost a first down if he reaches.
1: (laughs) Garrett Green went 16 for 27 completion attempts. Mm -hmm. He threw for 162 yards. You know what that math works out to, right? 10 yards a pass when it's a completion. Yeah. If you want to give it to CJ, CJ Donaldson – 18 carries for 81 yards, 4.5 yards a rush. You have three ways to gain five yards. Run it with Garrett, 4.7. Throw it with Garrett if it's a completion, average 10 yards.
0: If it's not a bubble screen. Right.
1: Run it with CJ, 4.5 yards. Especially on that fourth and two, disgusting.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I let's hope play calling gets a little bit better. Um, it seems like we, like the fans, bully Neil into calling plays, certain plays. That's just what it feels like to me. I could be wrong, um, but it just it feels like fans are bullying Neil into calling plays, in, in calling certain plays. Um, but my, I think I. Th- I think my biggest issue was stop throwing the screens. We did not have a pass over 40 yards this game. Our longest pass was to Devin Carter for 37 yards. On the bright side, though, we competed well against Penn State. This is the toughest team, more than likely, that we will face all year long. Okay? I feel so, so comfortable. We're not, we're not finishing last in the Big 12, We're not finishing last in the Big 12 uh, doing this against Penn State. I am very sad that we lost. I hate it. I am in mourning. However, I feel better about this. Um, Let's hope things get worked out. Again, if Neil Brown does well, that means West Virginia does well. That means I am happy. Okay, so there's that. Um, And I feel especially better after watching LSU's game. I'm sorry, but I felt like that was a really good transition right there. Oh, he's taking the mic out of the stand. He's taking the mic out of the stand.
1: (laughs) For those of you who did not see it, LSU lost by 21 points to an ACC school. A good ACC school. An A-C-C school.
0: They're no slouch.
1: Oh, and I understand that. LSU is supposed to compete with Georgia, supposed to compete with Bama, supposed to compete with Tennessee, which is a statement that I never thought I would say. Instead, LSU is playing JV football against the Florida State Seminoles and dropping the first game of the season by 21 points. We led seventeen to fourteen going into half. Scored ten unanswered in the third. And then, you know, scored fourteen unanswered in the fourth.
0: him and a win. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
1: Positives. Jaden Daniels, absolute monster. He's still a workhorse. Hasn't lost a step at all. Has actually improved his throwing arm quite a good bit from last season. Uh, Twenty-two for thirty-seven, three hundred and forty-seven yards, one touchdown, and one garbage time interception. At that point, it, it didn't matter if he threw it, you know, eighty yards to the end zone or, you know, uh, sixty yards the other way. Rushing. Hey, look at that familiar stat there. Jaden Daniels was our number one passer and our number one rusher. <laughs> Go figure, right? <laughs> hey, hey, that's fine. That's fine. God forbid we have a decent running back. God forbid we have a decent running back. Jaden Daniels had 15 carries for 64 yards and uh, no touchdowns. No touchdowns. Malik Neighbors. Starting running back, or, uh, no, excuse me, not starting running back. Let's, let's, uh, let's talk about Josh Williams real quick. Josh, uh, Josh Williams, our starting running back, four carries, 44 yards, 11 yards per rush. Awesome. Wow. Noah Kane. Noah Kane. four carries, four yards, one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Trey Bradford, four carries, one yard, one touchdown. LSU will not compete against these other SEC schools who are national powerhouses until we find a decent running back and Brian Kelly can coach a decent running back. We have so many draw plays on our offensive book, it looks like art school out here. Brian Thomas Jr., absolute monster. Next, Kayshawn Boot. Seven receptions, 142 yards, one touchdown. That's an average of 20.3 yards per reception. Didn't even average a first down. Averaged two first downs. Malik Neighbors are arguably one of the best tight ends in the country. Six receptions, 67 yards, 11.2 yards per reception, and we still lost by 21 to Florida
0: State. Here's what I'll say is watching this game, LSU just came out the gate swinging. Yes. I mean, this game was going a million miles an hour. And
1: then we went into halftime, and Brian Kelly decided to slow the pace of the game down. Why would you do that? Do you want LSU to suffer all season long? You come out the gates hot, we lead at the half, and you decide to slow the tempo down and not run it up. What are you doing? I wish that I had positive t- You know what? No, my positive takeaway, Jane Daniels is Heisman winner.
0: Oh, 100%. One that he put that team on his back. Now, here's what killed you though is the fact that you couldn't get anything done in the third quarter. You went scoreless in the third quarter yeah. and Florida State was able to yeah. get scored 10, okay? In the second
1: half, Florida State scored 31 points out of their 45. You know how many LSU scored? 7. 7. LSU scored seven freaking points in the second half against Florida State. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Oh, and I'm gonna apologize. I know my audio volume is super loud right now. Stop! <laughs> oh I don't need a simmer down, Jay. <laughs>
0: don't don't Jay, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. The best. I don't
1: need a simmer down. Hulk's about to pop
0: I'm up. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're fine. Cole, guys, guys, Cole has a death grip on this microphone right now.
1: I am actively sweating, and I feel the muscles in my neck, like, bulging out a little bit.
0: (laughs) There's there's traps, man. They come. Here's what I'll say, though, is for Jaden Daniels, you just couldn't get it in the end zone enough through the air, okay? Jordan Travis, though, has weapons all around him. He's got Trey Benson for running back. Keon Coleman, Winston Wright, Jr. But I'm but but here's what I'm saying, though. Mm-hmm. Keon Coleman is 6'4, 220 pounds, all right. I'm 6'4 and 245. My 6'4 and his 6'4 don't match up. Okay? There's no <laughs> you know, there's they don't match up. But but Jordan Travis threw four touchdowns. Jaden only had one. But but
1: Jaden Daniels had two touchdowns, one through the air, one on the ground. Okay. <sighs> okay. No, 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 he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. Jaden Daniels had one on the air, Noah Kane. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, okay. All right. Calm down. Calm down. Get through the podcast. Get through the podcast. Get through the podcast. Okay. Team stats. LSU had 460 to Florida State's 494 total yards. All game, 34 yards. They beat us by 34 yards. Passing yards. Florida State had 359. LSU had 347. Rushing yards. Florida State outrushed just 135 to 113. Yards per play. Florida State had 7.5 to LSU 7.2. Hey, we got more first downs. Sucked on third down and fourth down, though. Um, Third down, we went three for 10. Florida State, nine for 14. Fourth down, O for three. O for freaking three. Brian Kelly decided to go for three fourth down conversions, and he didn't get a single one. Are you kidding me?
0: You watched the game.
1: I did. I'm reliving it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Didn't win the clock. Didn't win the turnover battle. Got out passed. Got out rushed. We got more first downs than they did. we punted the same amount of times, 3. I don't think I've been genuinely this upset about a Louisiana State University team um probably since 2018, 2018-2019.
0: Why would you tw- – definitely not
1: 2019. Definitely no, 2018, 2019, season before oh, the nanny. Oh, okay. Um, this team truly has the potential to win a national championship. Probably not now. There's probably four teams that are going to have perfect records and should be in the playoffs ahead of us. I would fully understand this, and honestly, I would accept it if this was a different team other than Florida State. Why is Florida State the stumbling block for LSU? This game was meant to rectify last season when we lost by one. You know what happened? We lost by 21 this year. Positives. Jaden Daniels is a monster. Um, Maybe we get a halfway decent running back out of Josh Williams. Who knows? Brian Thomas Jr. is probably one of the best wide receivers uh, in the past four years, uh, besides Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Kayshawn Boot was amazing. I'm not going to discredit him, but clearly, I don't even know. I don't even know what you want me to say here. Like, seven receptions for 142 yards, that's insanely impressive. That's Calvin Johnson numbers. Malik Neighbors is still as good as he was last year, showing why he was a five-star. You know what would show him if he was, like, you know, the best tight end in the country like everyone says he is if he caught a freaking touchdown pass, especially in the second half because, you know, that would just be, like, too much to ask for. We were supposed to win this game. And we lost by 21 freaking points to Florida State. But, hey, you know, on to the next game, right? That's all we can do. You know normally I have to tell you it's like oh and you need to simmer down and be a little less passionate. Um, not this
0: week. Not this we week. Don't cut out on passion on this on this podcast. Are you kidding me? We have we are all passion, all heart, no brains.
1: <laughs> and unless it's Florida state. <laughs> Ooh. It's fine. I'm good. All right. I'm good. I'm done. I'm, I don't want to talk about LSU anymore. Okay. Can we – Can we? are we good? Yeah, we're good.
0: Okay. Um, let's move on maybe to a happier note. Yeah. Uh, they coming, but they here. All right. Deion Sanders and the Colorado – The buff. You're 22
1: ranked. 22 Colorado buffs.
0: buffs. All right. After going one and eleven, they've already tied their win totals from last year. Hey, if they win next week, that's two hundred percent improvement. Wild, wild. Um, Deion Sanders. We talked about it in this. We talked about earlier on this episode. We were we I, we were not hating on Deion Sanders, but we were cautious, cautiously optimistic. Uh, I think Colorado's going to definitely win more than one games this More than one game this year. Game this
1: year. Oh. oh yeah, no, they're winning next week.
0: Um, but you know, this was just an impressive showing. Okay, Sh- Shador Sanders breaks an all-time school record for the opening week: five hundred and ten yards through the air, five hundred and ten yards, thirty-eight for forty-seven, four touchdowns.
1: Oh, or- and then. Then the,
0: the other Sanders on the other side of the ball had 10 total tackles tied for the team best on the day. Okay? The Sanders boys were balling out.
1: You know who else was balling out?
0: And <laughs> probably is...
1: Uh,
0: oh God! Probably could be Andrew. the next Heisman yeah, winner.
1: Um, no, not Travis Hunter, believe it or not. Really? Travis Hunter was as impressive and honestly probably should be number one in Heisman voting right now.
0: The man played over 100 snaps... In a 120-degree field temp. One Dog. 100 snaps. Oof.
1: Um, Dylan Edwards. I want to touch on him really quick. Ooh, yes. Five receptions, 135 yards. Three of those receptions were touchdowns. That's insane. J- uh, Jimmy Horn, Jr., 11 receptions, 117 yards, one touchdown. Xavier Weaver, six receptions, 118 yards. Travis Hunter, 11 receptions, 119 yards.
0: Oh, oh. But how many interceptions did he have, Cole? How many interceptions did he have?
1: Big old goose egg, gang. Travis Hunter? Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about uh, Shutter Sanders.
0: I'm talking about Travis Hunter.
1: Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no. Travis Hunter had one. Two. I thought he had one. He had two. I thought he dropped one. No, he dropped another one. He had two. He should have had three. Yes.
0: Okay. The one that he caught the literally. diving
1: at, interception was so good.
0: He took it out of the hands, Cole. Took it out of his hands. That was a for sure touchdown. That's a grown man. No other safety is making that play. Yeah, that's a grown man. All right. He literally took it out of his hands. We just talked
1: about um, safeties and receivers and the big difference there. Safeties are meant to lay hits, um, cause fumbles. Uh, We saw it so many times in the NFL. Uh, Safeties are the people you rely on to force turnovers. Normally those turnovers are fumbles, not interceptions. There are, you know, occasional differences here and there, but you look at, like, Cam Chancellor, Jamal Adams, you know, sharper, uh, so many pro-style safeties, they only force fumbles. They don't really catch much in interceptions unless the ball is thrown directly to them. Travis Hunter goes out and gets it.
0: Got it. Get it. Good. Gone. Great. All right. Travis Hunter. But let's not slash on the old Horn Frogs, the Hypnotoad over here. General Morris had two touchdowns, did have two interceptions, but again... One of those was a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. 24 for 42, 279 yards. Imani Bailey for TCU had 164 yards rushing. All right, just an all-out game of the week. Um, 544, 541 total yards of offense for the Horned Frogs. Colorado, not great on rushing, though. 55 rushing yards, okay? 55. I would say that's something that Colorado would need to work on, but maybe they not if your quarterback
1: is throwing for 510 yards in a game and,
0: and completing it for oh I don't know 38 for 47 that's less he threw it 47 times and missed less than 10 yeah less than 10 passes were not caught I'd say that's pretty good and you don't you don't put the ball in harm's way okay you don't put the ball in harm's way. Just unbelievable, phenomenal game to watch. Entertaining both ways. Um, Dion, the one thing Dion, please come, to, call. Please come <laughs> to West Virginia. Please come to West Virginia.
1: Um, the one thing I do want to touch on on TCU, on their uh, rushing attack, Imani Bailey, like you uh, touched on briefly, 14 carries, 164 yards, no touchdowns. No touchdowns? No problem. You had Trey Sanders. 15 carries, 46 yards. Doesn't sound that impressive. When you add three touchdowns to the end of that, though, that
0: is a goal line back. <sighs> oh, man. Game of the week. Hands Phenomenal down. game. Phenomenal game. Probably game of the year. Possibly. We still got a long ways to go. Remember, we still got to play the backyard brawl. So, mm. well, hey, hey, hey. Mm, come on. Easy. easy, easy come there. on. Easy there. Come on. Easy. I know what you're thinking. Don't say it. Um. Uh, Anything more on this phenomenal game? That was kind of a quick spiel.
1: Travis Hunter, MVP.
0: Deion Sanders, oh, yeah. MVP. Dude, prime time. Prime time is here. Prime time is here, and it's in Boulder, and that is terrifying. Terrifying. Oh, man man. Um, but I think it's going to wrap it up for recap. Uh, we are going to talk. We are going to pick Colorado <laughs> next week yeah. for one of our yeah. games. One hundred percent. Like
1: Colorado will be the team that we follow probably for the rest of the season. Just it's just schedule. so
0: fun. It's yeah. so fun to watch Colorado and Dion. And it just is so fun. It's so fun. Man, why couldn't West Virginia have gotten deal? Huh. Huh. You got Brian Kelly. Okay, you you took you were taken to the next- who
1: lost to Florida State two years in a row. But you know what Dion would have done? He would have said, "Hey man, I went here. I need to. I need to beat him. I got to beat Florida State. Let me go to LSU because you know they play him for the next two years."
0: But you went to the SEC championship game last year. Probably not going to happen this year. Uh-uh. you can't back out of it because you said it last year. You said it on the final episode that LSU's going to the SEC championship game. I, I did marked say down. that,
1: and I know that I am being very dramatic about losing 40 mm, losing by 21 that that doesn't taste better um, losing by 21 to Florida State I'm being very dramatic about it and I understand but I am upset I think is the best way to, best way to phrase that alright that's going to wrap us up here uh, on the Panther Pod be sure to tune in for our next episode where we're going to preview some games coming up in week 2 week 3 week 2 what week is it week 2 week 2 uh week 0 week 1 week 2 all the same
0: yep uh, uh but for that I am Owens My my name's Cole Connor and this is week 1 of the panther pod